Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 265 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. As school has started across the country, let's see if I can cover some things that you can do this fall season of your high school career. In Missouri, the fall season brings you fall baseball, For some of the schools that do not have football, it brings you cross country, it brings you football, girls golf, boys soccer, girls softball, boys swimming and diving, girls tennis, and girls volleyball. Some other states may have more or less sports during the fall season. Games for Missouri started last week and will go until mid-November. Back on November 1st of 2020, I did episode 213 that covered some things to do as school started last year. Some of the items that I mentioned will pertain to this year, 2021, but last year, 2020, was still majorly affected by COVID, and the high school sports activities varied by state and even by parts of the state on whether the seasons were not played or partially played or fully played. Well, for the most part, this fall season is a go. So let's see what we can do if this is your sports season, and then we will mention a few things that you can do if you are preparing for your sports winter or spring season. There are many, many differences in student-athletes from all over the country, and there are many, many differences in the recruiting process. In past episodes, I have said if you have 100 student-athletes, then you will probably have 100 different paths in the recruitment process. The student-athletes you're in school, their gender, their sport, position in that sport, the student-athlete's size, the player being right-handed or left-handed or right-footed or left-footed, their speed, their quickness, their strength, and the student-athlete's actual age and maturity, and yes, their skill level, both academically and athletically, make a big difference. Let's take the year of a student-athlete in school or when they will graduate from high school and then enter college to play. Generally, I suggest that student-athletes freshman and sophomore years are not the main years that you get recruited. Again, there is a small percentage that does get recruited early, and you tend to see them on social media or in the paper. But a majority of the high school student-athletes are not in that class or that situation. Many are just not mature enough or physically developed enough to stand out to coaches. I did do an interview with a soccer parent of a now D1 women's soccer player, and their family was shocked when she started getting recruited in 8th grade. Listen to episodes 223 and 224 to hear that interview. So it does happen. But my sons, one that's in high school, and then the one that's a D1 pitcher, did not get recruited till after his junior year of high school. If you are a freshman or a sophomore, take the recruit me advice of using these years to, one, take care of your academics and make sure you are taking the correct classes to meet college standards. Do this by reaching out to your high school counselor and involving him or her in the process. Number two, work on your skills. Get better by playing your sport or taking lessons, or by working individually on your fundamentals of your sport. Get stronger. Start paying attention to your diet, and even play other sports in high school or in the off-season. Obviously, some of that advice is after this fall season, but here is something that many high schoolers don't do at any time during their high school career. As a freshman or a sophomore, make a habit of working extra on your sport during the season. Don't depend only on practice. 
This can be hard. You can think that you don't have the time or the energy. But as the season rolls into midseason and games or matches are going on, you may not get the fundamentals like you did before the season, or you may not get the reps because of playing time or just having too many games. If you're a softball player and play two to three games a week, and the games get you 10 soft toss swings in the cage and three at-bats in a game, then it is hard to get better. If you're a receiver in football, and between game film, prepping for the next opponent, and maybe two passes thrown to you in a JV or varsity game, it is hard to get better. In both situations, you need more reps. So you have to slip in work on your own. Extra swings, extra throws, extra kicks, extra anything to help yourself. Both college players and pro players work out the day of the game. So work that into your schedule and make it a habit. Three, use your freshman and sophomore years to start thinking about, and I mean thinking about, not making permanent decisions about where you might want to go to college. Start thinking about whether you want to stay close to home or go far from home or go to a small town or a big city and start thinking about the level of play. Division one, Division two, II, Division three, NAIA, junior college. Start formulating a plan. That plan will change throughout your recruitment and your high school years. But if you start now, your freshman and sophomore year, you will have a plan and you can be able to change that in your junior and senior years. One of my favorite things to do is to read parent comments on Facebook on a parent's page for Parker's College. It is amazing and funny sometimes some of the questions that parents ask as their kids go to college. Questions like, what kind of clothes does my son need for winters? Because we are from Georgia. Or how far is it from the airport to campus? Or is there a florist near campus? Now these might be legit questions, but the reason I find it funny, because I wonder, did the family do any research and prep when choosing the college destination? Why are some of these questions being asked one day before the student leaves for campus? The point is that research on travel, or what clothes the student might need, should have been done way ahead of time. Questions do come up, but travel, weather, cost, or surrounding available food, groceries, cleaners, etc. are pre-commitment research a student and a family should have done as a part of their college decision, whether you are playing a sport or not. Now, this fall, if you're a junior or a senior, you are most likely in the time of your recruitment to be contacting college coaches. Developing and sending your introductory packet, which includes an introductory email and a player profile. Go back and listen to episodes 259 to 262 for more information on the introductory email, the player profile, and the recruiting questionnaire, and how to keep track of your communications. Those are all the desk work or computer work parts you need to do as a junior or senior. Some fall sports will produce some easy video highlights and some media clips or stories that you can take advantage of in your communications. At our school, football, soccer, and volleyball all have good video opportunities from the school itself. These sports get videoed by the school and use video technology that is high quality and easy to get a highlight video. Videos need to be short, one to two minutes. Game highlights are best. For Sutton and Parker, we made and sent out a video of offense, batting and running the bases, and a video of just pitching. We also had the showcase and skills video, pitching with different views from behind the catcher, from the open side, and from behind the mound. We had video from the windup and from the stretch, and with a speed gun to get the pitch velocity. Hitting had the same with different views, and the exit velocity off the bat. Both of my boys are outfielders, so throwing from the outfield with throwing velocity. 
and running the 60-yard dash and home to first with stopwatch times. Every sport is different and has different skills to show. Search the internet for guides on how to make your own skills video in your sport. Or look for a service or a showcase that can make a video. Sometimes that may cost $100 to $125. We even sent short clips of video from other sports that Sutton and Parker played. Basketball clips to show their athletic abilities and team play. Add video clips to the introductory email, the player profile, and update emails. So if you are getting varsity action, you can send your packet and then follow up with an invitation to have them see you play and send your schedule and send your video. Send your schedule along with your contact information and your coach's contact information. Another follow-up email you need to send would be your game or match stats and results. You can send that info weekly or every two weeks or once a month. I tell student-athletes not to expect coaches to come and see you play during the fall because most coaches are in their own college season, so they are practicing, prepping, and playing their own games. Local colleges might be able to make a game or two, but the main thing that you are actually looking for is a response from a coach. You also may want to be aware of the recruiting calendars. Division I, Division II, and Division III and NAIA may have different rules for when coaches can contact you or watch a high school athlete. There are contact periods, quiet periods, and dead periods regulated by the NCAA or the NAIA. Go back to episode 218 to hear more about definitions of these terms. Go to NCAA.org or NAIA.org and search for recruiting calendars to find your sport and its recruiting calendar. You don't need to know all the rules and regulations by heart, but knowing a little bit about the rules might help you understand why and when coaches can contact you and watch you. So this fall, do research on programs, develop your introductory packet, send your intro packet, keep track of your communications with coaches, start off your school year by kicking off your academic year well. Whether you are an underclassman or an upperclassman in high school, work on your game. Be the best teammate at practice and in games. Learn from the discipline that high school provides, but start paying attention to your individual details like your diet, strength, speed, fundamentals, and specific sports skills. Make videos from game tapes and skill videos. Invite coaches to see you play, then play as hard and as well as you can. Remember, coaches may or may not be able to attend your competitions, but you need to carry yourself well on and off the field and the court before and during after a game or a match. So have a great fall season, and play well, and happy recruiting. In the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System, there's a section about the importance of your academics. Over the next couple weeks, we are going to go over this section and an appendix that's in the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System. The importance of your academics. You may be one of the best athletes in the area, but if you do not perform in the classroom, you will disqualify yourself from many schools. The coach won't even look at you if you fall well below the standards at his or her college or university. They would be wasting their time trying to recruit someone they couldn't get admitted because of bad grades. To increase your chances of an athletic scholarship, do yourself a favor. Be a first-class student. Do your best. I think you know in your heart what best means for you. Excel in the classroom just as you excel as an athlete, and you will open up huge opportunities. With good grades and good SAT or ACT scores, you will beat out competition with lesser grades and lesser scores. As an athlete, you have extra time pressures that most athletes don't have to face. You have practices, personal workouts, road trips, and competitions that cut into your time available for study. 
If you also have a job, your study time is very restricted. But you also have an advantage over many other students. To rise to the level you've attained as a top athlete, you've already learned to discipline yourself, to follow a plan, and to press on even when you don't really want to. That is one of your advantages. Now, let me give you an additional advantage, a crash course on how to study, write reports, and take tests most effectively. Most students never think through their game plan on studying, writing, or even test taking. They just assume they know how it all works, since they've been in school since their earliest memories. They're probably wrong. They don't realize that there's a way to increase their performance academically while requiring less time studying. That's what I'm going to share with you now. In the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System, I've included Appendix F, How to Study and Make the Most of Your Time. This report by Dr. Bob Kislick is a comprehensive tip sheet on how to excel academically. It is quick and to the point. There's no fluff in there. Read and understand and take suggestions to heart, and your grades will get better while your time spent studying will decrease. Sound good? Let me recommend a little guide written by educator Dr. Bob Kislick provided with his permission. If you want even more, including another recommended studying resource, you can visit his website at www.adprima.com backslash studyouthtm. That's www.adprima.com backslash studyout.htm. Join me next week as we dive into Appendix F, How to Study and Make the Most of Your Time, by Bob Kislick. In the next few weeks, we will end the Athletic Scholarship Podcast with a little snippet from Appendix F of the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System. Recruit Me has two deals for you to help you through the recruiting process. I feel getting started as you enter your freshman year is the best place to begin, but if you are a sophomore, a junior, or even entering your senior year, you can use these resources and get a scholarship and play your favorite sport. The first deal is only $1. It is the opportunity to get the recruiting checklist. The checklist is covered in episodes 258 through 262 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. This is a great, inexpensive guide through the recruiting process. Click in the show notes or go to recruit-me.com backslash tools to get access. Also, you can take advantage of the new back-to-school price on the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System. The normal price is $127, but this special offer is only $99, and it will help you to boost your recruiting efforts. Go to the link in the show notes to get more info and click on the Get Access button at recruit-me.com backslash system. Get started today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. Please share this podcast or tell someone about it. Listen next week for another 15 minutes that could change your athletic scholarship future.